Section 44 of the Commentary on the Epistles of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J. Reader. Commentary on the Epistles of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians, Volume 1 by John Calvin. Translated by Reverend John Pringle, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 23 to 27. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body, and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Verse 23, That I may become a partaker of it. As the Corinthians might think with themselves that this was a peculiarity in Paul's case on the ground of his office, he argues from the very design of it that this is common to all Christians. For when he declares that his aim had been that he might become a partaker of the gospel, he indirectly intimates that all who do not act the same part with him are unworthy of the fellowship of the gospel. To become a partaker of the gospel is to receive the fruit of it. Verse 24 Know ye not that they who run in a race? He has laid down the doctrine, and now, with the view of impressing it upon the minds of the Corinthians, he adds an exhortation. He states briefly that what they had hitherto attained was nothing, unless they steadfastly persevered, inasmuch as it is not enough to have once entered on the Lord's way, if they do not strive until they reach the goal agreeably to that declaration of Christ, He that shall endure unto the end shall be saved. Matthew 10.22 Now he borrows a similitude from the race course. For, as in that case many descend into the arena, but he alone is crowned who has first reached the goal, so there is no reason why anyone should feel satisfied with himself on the ground of his having once entered upon the race prescribed in the gospel, unless he persevere in it until death. There is, however, this difference between our contest and theirs, that among them only one is victorious, and obtain the palm, the man who has got before all the others. But our condition is superior in this respect, that there may be many at the same time. For God requires from us nothing more than that we press on vigorously until we reach the goal. Thus one does not hinder another, nay more, those who run in the Christian race are mutually helpful to each other. He expresses the same sentiment in another form in Second Timothy 2.5. If anyone striveth, he is not crowned unless he strives lawfully. So run. Here we have the application of the similitude. 
that it is not enough to have set out if we do not continue to run during our whole life, for our life is like a race course. We must not, therefore, become wearied after a short time, like one that stops short in the middle of the race course, but instead of this, death alone must put a period to our running. The particle auto, so, may be taken in two ways. Christostom connects it with what goes before, in this manner. As those who run do not stop running until they have reached the goal, so do ye also persevere, and do not stop running so long as you live. It will, however, correspond not inaptly with what follows. You must not run so as to stop short in the middle of the race course, but so as to obtain the prize, as to the term stadium, race course, and the different kinds of races I say nothing, as these things may be obtained from grammarians. And it is generally known that there were some races on horseback and others on foot. Nor are these things particularly needed for an understanding of Paul's meaning. Verse 25. Now every one that striveth. As he has exhorted perseverance, it remains to state in what way they must persevere. This second thing he now sets before them by comparison taken from pugilist, not indeed in every particular, but in so far as was required by the subject in hand, within which he confines himself, how far they ought to yield to the weakness of the brethren. Now he argues, from the less to the greater, that it is an unseemly thing if we grudge to give up our right, inasmuch as the pugilist eating their coliferium, footnote, coliferium, a kind of bread that the wrestlers did use in time past to eat to be more strong, end of footnote, and that sparingly, and not to the full, voluntarily deny themselves every delicacy in order that they may have more agility for the combat. And they do this, too, for the sake of a corruptible crown. But if they value so highly a crown of leaves that quickly fades, what value ought we to set upon a crown of immortality? Let us not, therefore, think it hard to give up a little of our right, it is well known that wrestlers were contented with the most frugal diet, so that their simple fare has become proverbial. Verse 26. I therefore so run. He returns to speak of himself, that his doctrine may have the more weight, on this setting himself forward by way of pattern. What he says here, some refer to assurance of hope. Hebrews 6.11. I do not run in vain nor do I run the risk of losing my labor, for I have the Lord's promise, which never deceives. It rather appears to me, however, that the object is to direct the course of believers straight forward toward the goal, that it may not be wavering and devious. The Lord exercises us here in the way of running and wrestling, but he sets before us the object at which we ought to aim, and prescribes a sure rule for our wrestling that we may not weary ourselves in vain. Now he takes in both the similitudes that he had employed. I know, says he, whether I am running, and, like a skillful wrestler, I am anxious that I may not miss my aim. Those things ought to kindle up and confirm the Christian breast, so as to devote itself with greater alacrity to all the duties of piety, 
for it is a greater matter not to wander in ignorance through uncertain windings. Verse 27, but I keep under my body. Beades reads, observo, I keep a watch over. But in my opinion, the apostle has employed the word hypopiazine here to mean treating in a servile manner. For he declares that he does not indulge self, but restrains his inclinations, which cannot be accomplished unless the body is tamed, and by being held back from its inclinations is habituated to subjection like a wild and refractory steed. The ancient monks, with a view to yield obedience to this precept, contrived many exercises of discipline, for they slept on benches, they forced themselves to long watchings, and shunned delicacies. The main thing, however, was wanting in them, for they did not apprehend why it was that the apostle enjoins this, because they lost sight of another injunction, to take no concern for our flesh to fulfill the lust thereof, Romans 13, 14. For what he says elsewhere, 1 Timothy 4, 8, always holds good, that bodily exercise profiteth little. Let us, however, treat the body so as to make a slave of it, that we may not, by its wantonness, keep us back from the duties of piety, and further, that we may not indulge it so as to occasion injury or offense to others. That when I have preached to others, some explain these words in this way, least, after having taught others with propriety and faithfulness, I should incur the judgment of condemnation in the sight of God by a wicked life. But it will suit better to view this expression as referring to men in this way. My life ought to be a kind of rule to others. Accordingly, I strive to conduct myself in such a manner that my character and conduct may not be inconsistent with my doctrine, and that thus I may not, with great disgrace to myself and a grievous occasion of offense to my brethren, neglect those things which I require from others. It may also be taken in connection with the preceding statement, verse 23, in this way, Least I should be defrauded of the gospel, of which others are partakers through means of my labors. End of section 44. Recording by J. Reader. Chapellibrary.org.